Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider. Call me Spider-Man! I want that ball-crawling arachnid prosecuted! I'm Spider-Man. I want him strung up by his web! Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I want Spider-Man! Hello, true believers. Welcome to the Spider-Man Book Club. This podcast is all about digging into the library of everyone's favorite wall-rolling menace and his amazing corner of the Marvel Universe. I'm your host, J.J. Hodges, and today, uh, Mr. Comics is making his long-awaited return. Sir, how the heck are you? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. You know, life's changing around here. I'm actually in the middle of trying to join the Army. So uh, that's a little fun aspect here so that's what's changed since i was last on i decided to join the military and i'm in the middle of doing that stuff so so well congratulations that's very brave of you yeah well i've always had a interest in the armed forces and all that but i was unable to join something happened a, a decade ago and life got in the way and then head down and I look up a decade later and go oh wait a minute i forgot what i wanted to do so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, well, uh, we thank you for your pre-service. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, I'm glad you're back. Uh, we are talking uh, kind of the, I, I, I don't think it's unfair to say, a controversial uh, book in Spider-Man's history. Um, we're talking Amazing Spider-Man Back in Black, mm -hmm. which was... It, Issues number 539 to 543, which uh, were on the shelves from March 2007 to August 2007. Written by J. Michael Straczynski, penciled by Ron Garney, inked by Bill Reinhold, colored by Matt Miller, lettered by Corey Petit. And let me tell you, it is a uh, relief to only have to say one name per thing. Cause <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, you, you you had picked this one last time we talked. Uh, what what drew you to it? Well, I like all kinds of stories, honestly. I mean, I, yeah, there are some fans out there who say some things are not Spider-Man, other things are Spider-Man isn't as good as it used to be. But everyone, I mean, we all have a darker aspect to us, or there's events and trials in our lives that push us very far. And Spider-Man in Back in Black was pushed and it, to the limits to where he was literally about to cross all the lines because he had nothing left to lose. He's on the run from Avengers and the government because he broke the the he switched sides in Civil War. He's about to a uh, storyline after this. He's about to make another big mistake in the worst story arc of all time. <laughs> you know? And just it, you do what you have to do for family and, and for the people you care about. And this story here just speaks to me uh, there's no line i wouldn't cross if my family was threatened you know i would i would probably be doing exactly the same thing you know and paying the consequences one way or the other for it you know that's uh that's really fascinating you say it that way because that's definitely what i got from it peter you know if you just read this cold you're going to be like well this isn't spider-man he doesn't do these things mm -hmm. but knowing the context and what was built up to this moment I, you know, I didn't like it, but I was with Peter the whole time. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, like I said, it's definitely not him because he's the whole responsibility because it's like, yeah, his Aunt May has been shot and she's dying. So it's a matter of, all right, what do we, you know, we have to put her in her fake name using cash only. That's going to draw flags and eventually and just, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's not Spider-Man, but you, you have to understand, you know, he had not been himself for a little bit because of the scenario. I mean, choosing a civil war it's kind of hard to maintain your true side he eventually he became himself again by siding with captain america again over iron man and went on the run to cause this and it's just one action leads to another and so i mean it might not be what makes the character of spider-man that we all love but it's who he is a little bit or at least we all are a little bit that desire to protect you know and find answers and you know he's the whole back in black him switching into his black costume because it reflects the dark aspect of his psyche as well as you know other benefits in the storyline i mean 
he might, you know, he's on the run for the law from the Avengers. So he's trying to, you know, so swinging around New York City at night in a black costume kind of blends in on the down low while he's doing all this stuff. So literally everything in the story makes total sense when you think about it. It it really does. And I, I laughed a little bit thinking uh, that he, this is the Batmaniest Spider-Man we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Most of um, it, yeah. But uh, I, you know, I love everything, you know, and I think that, you know, this, uh, this storyline was, was obviously very much, oh, you know, we're doing the the third movies coming out. He's going to have the black costume. We want to cross promote with the books, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not uncommon. These things have happened, you know, forever. Uh, When was the last time a White Widow comic was out? You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, but, uh, it, what, um, you know, but what works for me at least is that it, this doesn't feel like a, well, you know, I have to be in the black costume because of Mm -hmm. I'm yada, yada, the goblin is looking for the red Spider-Man or something, you know, it's, it feels like he grabs it. He says, I know what this suit means and that's who I am right now. And it's just a a heart pounding moment, you know? Yeah, it's it's the realism. I mean, it's one of the reasons why my favorite Superman movie is Man of Steel. A lot of people have a problem with that, especially because, you know, Superman doesn't Superman doesn't kill. But mm-hmm. it's like, well, it, no, this is a realistic Superman. Yeah, Superman is a Boy Scout. Even this, that Superman is. But you're faced with the choice of holding off Zod forever, or killing this soldier whose only job was to kill. And so it's like, you either snap Zod's neck protecting the planet and people you care about, or you let it happen. I mean, the same thing with, um, uh, like in, uh, another thing of, uh, in uh, the Avengers movie when, um, spiders, uh, instant kill mode for his costume and all that. Some people have a problem with that. I saw it as, yeah, Spider-Man doesn't kill. You're completely right. But you have Thanos going to wipe already wiped out half the universe. It was brought back, and he's literally leading an alien army to kill you. This is a middle of a war. I mean, yes, you can have those pacifists and conscientious objectors in war, but the rest of the the rest of them who are actually fighting the war, not being the the objectors that they have every right to be, are going to be fighting the war. You kill in war, so that's the instant suit is not killing so much as protecting the planet. So I mean, it makes sense in a way. For you know, of course, I could I could find the bright spot of a black hole. You know, <laughs> other people are more principled, I guess, than I am. Whereas I see the bright side of things. <laughs> so, uh, well, you know what it's like though to to have a family that you want to protect, and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you talking about going into the service is, you know, a, just a bigger step of that, right? Um, yeah. I, you know, I was always very anti anti-gun anti-violence you know despite being a big comic book fan growing up same but yeah but um it it got to a point where i was talking to a friend of mine i've probably told it i know i've told this story before who's like as catholic as you can be and uh you know like church every sunday uh fasting in lent and all that um he he and i were driving one day and i was like yeah i, I think we were talking about uh, like taken or something and mm-hmm. uh, i was like yeah but i don't know if i could like kill someone like, like in real life, if I had to, I don't know if I could do that. I can't. I would, if, if I meant protecting my family, I would 100% do it. Mm. And believe those words were coming out of his mouth, you know, being someone who's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. as devout as he is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, even, um, even, um, in the, even the, even here in a five, in the 542, mm-hmm. when he actually confronts the kingpin who, meant either meant to kill and meant to kill him but actually hit may with the hired assassin yeah you know he shows up as spider-man but then he takes off the suit and he spider-man isn't the one beating kingpin and really almost killing him and just stopping short this is peter parker so in a sense spider-man is being true to himself and while he's being darker than normal he's spider-man's not in the prison fighting kingpin and peter parker is peter parker's the one whose aunt is dying he's the one 
who's suffering Spider-Man symbol is just being taken along for the ride. And so that's why he made the choice at the end, or so made the choice there at the end, going like, you know what? You know, I'm not going to kill you, but I'll tell you what, she dies, so do you, and I'll come back. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, even, the, even then, it's Peter Parker. We see a du duality. We see when he's wearing the costume, we see him acting a little more Spider-Man, but still with the darker tone. But when he's being Peter Parker, we see the raw suffering without the suit. So mm -hmm. it's it's all there. It's just a emotional roller coaster of a story. That's definitely not something that's uh, going to leave you feeling happy in the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's uh, and, and as you kind of hinted at earlier, it only gets worse from here. Um, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, it's what, what I like about it is in, in kind of a weird thing to point out. The the covers all tell do a really great job of telling just just a hint enough of the story. You know, the, the one you were talking about before with the mm -hmm. Kingpin. You know, it's like Spider-Man isn't like heroically jumping at him. It's he looks like just a regular spider on the yeah. on the, you know, on the ceiling about to about to pounce or something. And, you know, it's it's that, you know, it's no secret that as much as I love Spider-Man, I am very much a I love dark <laughs> stories and bittersweet stuff. Yeah. So I like I like the idea that, you know, we have our friendly neighborhood Spider-Man who just decides, you know what? You know, I'm not friendly. This ain't my neighborhood. You know, no more. <laughs> so I'm, I'm done. I, I'm, you know, the gloves are off, and and he means it. And you know, it, that just, and like I said, I didn't like it, but I was with him, and and that's like sort of the, the weirdest compliment to give the story, right? You know, yeah. like I, I like I like what I'm reading, even though I don't like it, because I'm so invested in this guy. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of ironic that we're doing this now because uh, last week we just wrapped up the three-part sinful Spider-Man yes. where he was yes. infected where he was infected by Norm Osborn's sin because for the failed ceremony, mm -hmm. and so we see a we see another dark suit, black suit, dark Peter. Only this time, it's not darkness out of a justification, and rage and suffering and upsetness we see a vindictive darker peter who's out for revenge for a different reason altogether one that well it's a fun well i enjoyed this story a lot it was really fun to see a truly evil peter parker mm -hmm. and not one that was just consumed by emotions you know not able to think clearly this goblin spider was a lot of fun and just you know it's kind of just kind of funny that these uh we're doing this now right after the end of that story arc where you can see a different version of back and black but one with different motives altogether you know you know the same different uh same kind of action of a you know kind of uh, i lost my thought there but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah yeah um you know i i thought the same thing uh because i i finished it over the weekend and mm -hmm. and I was really captivated by it. And you know, I tweeted this out recently where I said, you know, I'm I'm kind of rooting for Norman Osborne's redemption. You know, yeah. <laughs> I, I never thought I'd say it, but I'm you know, I'm I'm so with him right here yeah. that it it's a uh, you know, again, like I'm I'm like, why am I liking you? It's sort of how I felt ten years ago with um you know, uh, superior yeah. Spider-Man. I was like, I shouldn't like you, but I'm kind of starting to like you. You know, he's convinced us, or at least convinced me, of the potentiality that yeah, I can see the good person in there. I can see the good person there. And now I can see the whole. And now I can see. Now I'm going like, okay, I understand that they eventually take him to pure Green Goblin again, and I fully expect accept it, and you know, because it was you know just returning to back to basics. But I was still like another hundred issues or a couple of years of Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, you know, yeah. where he learned how to be the good person and the world. And, you know, he truly became friends with Peter and developed that good relationship. And now he doesn't want to be the green goblin, but his sins are telling him one way and he's tearing up, he's tearing himself the other way. And so that conflict that we see in Spider-Man with Peter Parker, Spider-Man responsibility and what he wants to do, we can have another version of that in norman in green goblin anyway it's not we're not talking about that story okay. still but it's still it's another uh, fun 
conflict that helps drive these these stories you know i uh no i 100 agree and and I'm, I'm totally with you there it it'll probably happen you know before the end of next year norman <laughs> being goblin again but uh yeah. you know well, who knows who knows what the plan is but um uh i will say you know it's funny you talking so much about this current arc and uh mm -hmm. norman osborne's uh, redemption and everything and uh and it just and it it sparked this thought in me uh thinking about our back in black uh talk mm -hmm. is that you know he's not looking he's not looking for you know an apology from the kingpin or a redemptive thing you know he's not even really looking for the good in himself he's openly admitting all these literal crimes that he's done and mm -hmm. it's yeah really the the most vulnerable we've seen him in really a long time yeah yeah like moving a body falsifying paperwork stealing supplies <laughs> he's yeah. like he's literally living over the course of two pages counting each felony as it's happening and <laughs> i'm like wow because i said i read this over the weekend too to re-familiarize myself because i knew i remember the kingpin fight i remember mm -hmm. aunt may being shot i remember brief hospital things but i some of the final details were lost so i had to re-familiarize myself with this so i'll be able to communicate you know i was like just wow you know i mean and like i said it only gets worse leading into one more day and undoing the marriage and the deal with mephisto and it's just like you know what i'm pretty sure if you woke up at me she said let me go peter your wife than <laughs> this. I've lived a good long life. I'm 200 years old. <laughs> well, you know, and and you can sort of imagine the, those stories where May doesn't make it, and mm -hmm. it, the the status. The only thing that really changes is that you know Peter doesn't go back in time. Either he and MJ stay together or break up because they're on the run or whatever. Mm -hmm. It it would have a thread going. But spider-man and marvel it's like no 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 status quo let's we did all the dark stuff that's all well and good ha, 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 but we're done with that not doing it go back to status quo you yeah know? <laughs> well it's, it's understandably you know you the events leading up to civil war civil wars aren't necessarily civil is it gonna you tore the universe and you know and the comics of every comic book apart there's only you know it's, it's hard to find a way to fix it to have a status quo for spider-man one thing led to another you know he picked one side you know the rule law and order rule guy and then realized oh crap i picked the wrong side you know they're hoping to have a guantanamo in another dimension <laughs> that you know just <laughs> that i need to i picked the wrong side captain america was right and then that led to on the run led to aunt may getting shot and so it's literally like i mean they could have done they there's, there had to be a different story to tell but i can understand where they made the all right, well, Anne got shot, leads to this, leads to suffering, leads to the this be dying. Um, she's gonna die. He doesn't want her to die. So in his desperation, he's gonna do whatever he can to save her life. And we'll can rip up the marriage in the process and we'll recreate a happy Marvel. And we'll go back to the we'll go back to a happy status quo, uh, in a sense. But it'll restart. So it's like so I mean, yeah, it's almost like you have to re you know back in black and one more day was the bottom of the barrel before they finally got out of the barrel <laughs> so it's just <laughs> it's one of those things and it's one of those things i mean yeah it's just one of these stories like i said i i don't particularly enjoy i mean uh, uh, scratch that i'm gonna re restart i don't read the darker stories all the time but they do have a place uh, in the story arc because after all we do not live in what's that movie called pleasantville <laughs> we're not it's not happy and shiny all the time with just sunshine and daisies and flowers coming out of you know where <laughs> there it's a it's a reality and these stories here are an occasional burst of a uh, prick of a reality of what the real world would probably be like your real world reactions of everyone including our superheroes because they are human just like us even if we demand that their pedestal be higher than ours and it's just a good example and a reminder that we're all human and we make rash decisions when bad things happen. Yeah, yeah it, it's, uh, you know, that, that uh, you know, as I always like to say, that emotional reality, you know, like, 
right at the beginning of the thing. He throws a, you know, like a, tr a Jeep through the, where the sniper was, you know, it's just like, yeah. uh, it's just, well, it just, it, it cracks me up because it makes me, you know, when Spider-Man is, you know, going into kind of his, you know, darker instincts and, uh, it, it made me think of uh, the beginning of the Superior Spider-Man arc when mm -hmm. Otto was, you know, testing out, you know, Peter's powers, and he punched somebody and he like almost ripped their jaw off, and he was mm -hmm. like, "Wow, Parker really held back." And I and I was thinking about that while reading this, going, "Well, this is Peter not holding back," and he's like, "I'm going to punch all your teeth out of your mouth," you know, because if for no other reason than you kind of knew that my aunt was going to get shot tonight. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's, it's such a fascinating time capsule, this story, right? Because, you know, this, this was when Peter's identity was, was out there and the superheroes were, you know, the civil war, quote unquote, and, you know, and Peter and MJ were married. It's like, it's like, man, that, it seems so long ago, and yet it really wasn't that long ago <laughs> in terms of the character's history. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just, yeah, just yeah. The whole he, the couple countless times, you know. I remember an episode of Justice League where Superman, you know, Darkseid comes after being reborn, and Superman's going, "You know what? I've been living in a world of tissue paper, but you can take it, big guy. Let's go." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah, if Spider-Man ever let loose. He could tear the city apart. I mean, he, he, he's he's the. He might not be on the level of some of the upper Avengers and all that, but he's mm -hmm. still, he's still, you know, the bottom, the bottom level of the upper tier, yeah. In that regard, so yeah, he's. It's only his sense of. Good and responsibility and what's right that he does hold back and all that and. Yeah, he's punching people, not punching the rhino. So hit the rhino, he rhino and the juggernaut, he can let loose all the live long day. You know, rhino will feel it, juggernaut may not as much. <laughs> but you and me are going you know flying a mile down the road because we got punched. So just yeah, it's just oh, it's definitely a fun uh fun uh way to learn, get a different perspective on the same person we always know. I mean I I enjoyed um, Superior Spider-Man a lot, and I look forward to reading more what ha Slot has to offer, since that was mm -hmm. his best times writing Spider-Man was Superior. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it this um, I don't know. Get, getting into that aspect of it, just how you know far Peter's willing to go. You know, he's letting loose, and he is just you know, like it's it's kind of a it's it's a kind of a depressing story too because we don't get like funny Spider-Man. I think he has like one or two gags in like the last uh, in the last chapter, like a little. But it, at the same time, he's it's just very, you know, like I said, it's a very Batman-y <laughs> Spider-Man story because he's like, I'm I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not pulling my punches. Like yeah. I'm asking questions once, and if you don't answer right, I'm gonna kick the crap out of you <laughs> yeah i i forget where it was if it was another story or something like that or maybe it was people talking about spider-man in uh it might have been might have been a podcast where they were actually talking about this story but when spider-man was you know lack of a better term deadly serious <laughs> he doesn't joke he, he's that upset he's they pushed that far he's not quipping you know you know some people you know, some people say like it's a you know Maybe not the defense mechanism, just like you, know, just a lighthearted spirit, you know. Maybe just that he's not Peter Parker because Peter Parker doesn't do. I'm I'm not sure exactly how it was described, how I'm saying, but yeah, he's not. I, he's I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. He's the quipper. He's the funny person. But yeah, when he's serious, it's going like you know, knock knock. Who's there? Not your jaw. In this <laughs> he's not quipping. He's not quipping around. And here at the end, he's going. Yeah, he just. He's literally just talking about making. You know. You know, because it's hard to tell when he's in this in the scene here. He's literally, you know, well, I don't know if you want to beep it out or not, but bitch slapping him. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you don't. He's degrading Kingpin to the sense, and anyway, like, oh, it's funny to us. Uh -huh. you know, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to quip, and he's being funny. We're all like, damn. <laughs> it, you know, and Kingpin in this story really made me think of. Um, 
how he was in season two of uh, Daredevil, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, like in, in this one, it's more literal where he breaks open the the desk and, you know, all the, you know, wads of hundreds pop out. Um, whereas in the, in the show, he's just negotiating with his lawyer, like, you know, like, who's this person? Like send, send their mother, you know, food and, you know, like groceries every, and her rent every month or whatever. Um, it, it, it felt like that where it's like, this is a kingpin who's, you know, just, you know, not just a genius, but like clever, you know, yeah. like if I make friends here, then they'll be willing to help me, you know, yeah. and I know everything about you officer. And now you know everything about me. Oh, by the way, you know, breaks open the table, you know, keep all the guards quiet tonight. It's, it, it's so devious. And so, and again, it fits in with that emotional reality of like, I can almost see this happening. Like, even though like it sounds insane and probably isn't realistic, but it feels realistic. Right. And that's kind of the best part of this whole story actually was getting that kind of darker take on Spider-Man, but still extremely legitimate. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like I said before, I just, we it's not true it's not truly 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 spider-man in a sense that everyone love knows and loves you know the quippiness isn't there the lightheartedness isn't there the peter luck isn't there <laughs> but it is a sense of reality and it you know spider-man's supposed to be us you know right and so this okay. is what we would sense to be you know your catholic you know extremely catholic friend who would do you know who would kill and all that like i said i'm not a big gun person either my wife and i both think that if we're going to settle matters i would much rather use you know i got a, i got a sword like that that I, <laughs> that I like and all that if i have a burglar come in my house i don't want to shoot you i want to swing a nice piece of three foot steel in your face and i'll see <laughs> and i'll and i'll see which one you're more scared of <laughs> <laughs> you know i freak i'm i freak a little more scared with a sharp piece of metal swinging back and forth at me than it would be a little bent piece of metal <laughs> so, you know I, I you know i always said that if you you know you you know someone hurt my family like that i don't want to hurt you from a distance i want to hurt you up close and i want to see the pain i cause mm -hmm. you know i want you know, i want you to see that you know i sound like a horrible person and forgive me for listeners i'm not a good, bad person i swear <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it's just like when you something about a sword versus a gun but so spider-man is a, a darker version of someone we have not seen before in back in black but it's someone we can all relate to right. even if we have not been pushed as far as him and have put you know there are people out there in the world who faced far worse than us some people out there who literally watched someone they cared about shot in front of their face Mm -hmm. and all that so they could really relate to this story you know but anyway it's just it's a sense of reality that is not typically spider-man is relatable nonetheless i mean even peter parker spider-man has a dark side evidenced by the black suit yeah. <laughs> i and i like that uh he actually doesn't spend a lot of time in the black suit like it's you know mm -hmm. it's heavily publicized of course again coinciding with spider-man 3 at the time but, you know, like you said, for a, a good chunk of it, he's, he's Peter Parker, especially when he goes into the prison and he's like, Spider-Man isn't going to beat you up. It's going to be Peter Parker. And, and, and it's just such a, an interesting thing to think about where Spider-Man fighting the Kingpin is going to take his lumps and get beat up a little bit. But Peter Parker against the Kingpin, he, he, I don't think Peter gets hit. You know, like he never lays a fist on him. That's, and that's incredible. Yeah, we've seen fights before with the Kingpin where he's had a hurt arm or uh, uh, Pink Kingpin's booby-trapped his entire house to where he's electrocuted the ceiling so Spider-Man can't and will get shocked off the ceiling if he's trying to jump around. Mm -hmm. But when it's a, when it's, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, Peter's healthy, he's fine, Kingpin's one-on-one, -on -one, that is, you know, he might be, Oh, I might be big, Mr. Smythe, but only 2% of my fat is, you know, 2% of my muscle is fat. It's all muscle. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> all muscle kingpin. 
is not as tough as the rhino. This is a human being, not a genetic super soldier, not altered in any way. He wasn't bitten by a radioactive, you know, diamond to make him something. <laughs> He is a little human being who's just stronger than average. And Spider-Man is a superhero with super, you know, super strength and enhanced speed and reflexes. That yeah, this is by every means, it should not be a fair fight at all. Kingpin should lose every single time and twice on Sunday to Spider-Man. And this just proves it because he's no longer holding back, he's no longer joking around, he's no longer, you know, when he when Spider-Man became Spider-Man, when Peter Parker became himself again, and Doc Ock was gone. He made the joke about Green Goblin carrying a purse. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's not making those jokes here with Kingpin. He's literally like, you know what? Spider-Man's not here to kill you. I am. And then he's literally like, I could clog your, I could clog your lungs, and in thirty seconds you'd be dead before help even got here. Mm -hmm. You know. So it's just like, yeah, this is a dark version, <laughs> and. And I and I like that uh, you know when he when he says that it's it's a it's it's a super dark moment like oh I could web up your esophagus and you know you won't get air and blah 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 it just it makes me think like that's I mean if you were a superhero excuse me you'd want to know your limits but also test them mm -hmm. because you wouldn't want to hurt or accidentally kill somebody. You know, so it's like he weirdly knows these things because he's trying to prepare himself for the worst. But, you know, surprise, right now he's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's fought burglars. He's fought a fire lore. He's fought Avengers in the Civil War. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's fought, you know, he's had every level of strength and villain imaginable from a guy, you know, from a guy with four metal arms and he, otherwise he's otherwise he's entirely human to another enhanced being like captain america only he's green and wearing purple and so <laughs> yeah just like i said kingpin is not a challenge it's just like he creates a scenario where he has the upper hand or you know whether spider-man's injured or the environment doesn't favor him but yeah it's just yeah, it's the sheer determination and hell-bent on retribution and blood and you know, blood and wrath Old Testament beating that he was hell-bent on giving Kingpin. It's like, you know, the reason why they have that, the expression hell have no fury was ever invented. And <laughs> that definitely applies here. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I also like the, uh, the kind of quote-unquote real world element of it where the detective gets involved yeah and you know he's and and they come up with a story that oh yeah i think you know the this is the grandma or the mom and she got in the way of the bullet because the husband's abusive and they're paying in cash because she doesn't want to file a police report and it's i was reading all that like really getting like really sad thinking oh my god like that's that's what's happening in our world, yeah. let alone like this insane Spider-Man crawling on the walls w world, you know what I mean? And just it's yeah. heartbreaking, but it's also a, a, such a sad reality of, of our lives. Yeah, and I and I can't remember now. There might have been a scenario where they imagine trying to get rid of the old Biddy to inherit something or cover up something, and she was going to spill, and she dragged herself to the to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, and the husband busted in through the window or whatever, or tried to take it one final shot through the window at her, but missed and blew out the window. And that's why that was that way. <laughs> and, you know, it's just still going like, oh, yeah, I guess you could say that. And yeah, it's probably a realistic scenario somewhere, but damn. Yeah. I, what I also liked about this arc here is the, the artwork by artwork and the ink that was done. This, it definitely did a lot, a good job at, um, portraying the darkness of the mood you think you know there's a lot of shadow and stuff that was hidden in darkness half half the time a lot of the pages were in black because of you know it was a grim gritty you know he spider-man was blending into the background like he was literally batman yeah he just literally going like going like is that spider-man over there in the corner or is that a gargoyle peeking off the <laughs> building you know it's just 
the artwork definitely did a good job at portraying it because if this had been like a Mark Bagley, it would have been a little bit cheerier, I think, or a oh, what's the other guy recently? Uh, not Ram uh, Ramos. There we go, Ramos. The body proportions would have been slightly off to where it didn't quite fit the right. grimness of the situation, you know, and just. It's one of the cases where the artwork had to be, I think, right to fit the story. And it definitely portrayed a seriousness and grimness that it um, required. And there's really no daytime shots in it. Really? Uh, and and that also, I mean, it just, it adds to the mood, right? You know, wh mm -hmm. whether we're realizing it or not, you know, it's, you know, Marvel was like psychological geniuses, right? It's like you said, it's very dark. Uh, if it's not black it's blue-ish you mm -hmm. know and you know we don't see the we only get a couple glimpses of the red suit and more of the black suit and it's just and the constant image of aunt may not speaking just on the hospital bed it's all speaking to us in this like oh my god like what's gonna happen like yeah. I, I i need to know what happens next i i don't want her to die but i also don't want peter to become this you know gigantic asshole <laughs> yeah and then the times we do see daylight it seems like it seems like the very next page and it's nighttime again right so, right it's like we can't and it's like i don't know what i don't know what's happening exactly this is finer details i i can't quite remember if what if peter's doing something during the day or if he's you know on the down looks like i said he's literally hiding from everybody in the mm -hmm. country and in the superhero community because you like I said, you don't turn traitor in a, in a superhero civil war and don't make enemies on both sides. Well, right. not he, Captain America's side was not angry at him anymore, but Iron Man and them were still going to be looking after him until all that was, you know, done. So he literally had to be on the down low, mm -hmm. and so he was trying to spend as much time. I mean, he's known as Peter Parker, and as you know, his identity's out, so he can't really stay hidden anywhere, whether it's a suit or in his skin. He's going to be exposed and so he has to be down low the entire time so he's beating the clock trying to find some way you know to get things going you know in fact in the next arc you know probably one more day or one moment in time or one of the whatever, whichever one, it is one, right one more day yeah i believe i remember correctly he does confront stark going listen she didn't deserve this this is between us help her and then yeah, leaves yeah. and then here comes jarvis with the check and all that and so may is stabilized but not getting better still mm -hmm. you know kind of thing by more time before the pistol shows up and goes want to make a deal yeah. so <laughs> it's just i mean just, that's probably what i had to reread it because i was i was confused i was like i'm rereading going okay is i know jarvis comes in eventually with a check is it this arc or not and going like okay it's not it's the next <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, so I had to make sure I got my details right because what sticks out the most here is Aunt May's in the hospital. She's been shot, and Kingpin is getting beat like you know, beat like he stole something. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it, it's such a, you know, like I said, a, you know, a time capsule of where these comics were at the time, mm -hmm. and one that frankly I I do miss, you know, where there could be long term consequences for characters mistakes or flaws which is what stanley was kind of going for all all along with uh, all his books and but you know the but you know that's obviously not what happened so <laughs> we can we can play the what if game all day but mm -hmm. um but i really do uh, appreciate the, the the story you know doesn't you know it, it doesn't let up at all it's it's extremely breezy read but but not an easy read. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, all right, that was lame. But anyway, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Then the dialogue scenes are really like charged. You know, like mm -hmm. I said, between you know, and every time Mary Jane talks to you know, there's the, the priest, and then there's Peter, and you know, to the the doctors or nurses, it's you know, it, it, the the story just flies by, and it's like, oh my god, like I'm there's a lot of information, but I mean, well, there's not, there's no, I'll take that back. I take that back. There's not a lot of information, but it's so overwhelming that we feel like we're taking in a lot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, you could Mary Jane talking to the doctor, spending the whole time there at the hospital. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's I I I read the I read these read those scenes, and I could remember examples of that myself. You know, my my uh, grandpa passed away last year, year and a half ago. You know, last year here, and um, we he's he had health problems pretty much my entire life. You know, off and on it seems like. But one of the uh, recently here, you know, a couple of years ago when he had one of his problems, he was, you know, he almost he didn't want to, didn't want to wake up. You know, he was the whole day was unconsciousness, and he had a we had a bit of a shock. You know, he's a little bit um, septic or whatever the exact term I'm looking for is. But he was really unconscious for like a full day, and most of the fam- most of the family was there in the ER slash waiting room, waiting for him to come too because he was recovering slowly just and so just things like that i can understand just i can picture myself in that room or by his bedside off and on waiting and hoping that things don't get that things get better and they don't get worse and you know luckily i got good news or nothing bad for, for updates whereas aunt whereas you know, Mary Jane is, we're halfway through our money there. And she needs a, you know, she, you know, she needs a, uh, she's low on blood. She needs an infusion, you know, and she just, just the whole scenario. This is like, you know, I'm sitting right there besides Mary Jane the entire time going, this isn't funny. You know, this is deadly serious. So it's, it's stories like this just really hit home. If you have the right memories, you know, yeah yeah for sure it, i mean it's it, it's that that kind of like you know i think sometimes we forget given how much of his history is defined by his lightheartedness but spider-man is a very tragic character mm-hmm. yeah there, there's a you know his origin is tragic and and you know he's had a tragic life he's had to watch friends and enemies and allies die for seemingly no reason other than they were involved with him in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. and and so of course when he decides he's going he's going to go you know darker parker right and just beat the the ever-loving snot out of everybody you know he's pushed to the point where he's going to say to wilson fisk you can die and not just that but i'm going to be the one that kills you and Mm -hmm. it's just and again you know i go back to what i said before i I don't like what Peter is doing, but I'm with him, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things going like, you can argue against the method, but you almost can't argue. the re- You can't really argue the reason, at least not with a strong, you know, like, no, stop, wait, don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really, you don't you mean it on some level, but you don't really mean it on the other, on the other level. It's just like, you know what they deserve it you know it's like put a more recent context you know the whole hamas israel thing that happened in the news recently mm-hmm. part of president biden's response was like we understand israel's need to do what it has to do but at the same time we need that it also needs to follow the rules of war for proper you know don't you know no crimes against humanity you know, kind of thing. Do what you have to do, but don't break every rule doing it. You know, do <laughs> do what is socially expected of you by the world. Same thing here, in a sense. We understand why he's doing it, and you know, we we encourage him to you know beat the living crap out of Kingpin. <laughs> we don't cross this line, you know, because you don't want them, you don't want them to you don't want them to. Again, it's <laughs> connecting Spider Man in our real lives. you know and i think uh i think that's in a weird way this darker story is just as important as the more aspirational ones where peter doesn't betray his principles and you know would would never break his code um it's it's such a fine line and some of the best writers you know have tackled that with with peter you know just you know how far will he bend but Mm-hmm. 
or or break but it's it's great when it's like no he he won't bend or break he's solid yeah there was there was a there was some movie or book or something i heard about the expression was does doing the right thing or does being good ever mean anything if there's no alternative you know oh. you, can you really define it is good is, you can really define what you're what you what we well, you know what we're doing is good if you know if you don't know that there's something else otherwise it's just i'm just doing something i'm just doing something my wife would be like well thank you for doing thank you for making dinner or thank you for you know bringing me a drink i'm like i just did something i didn't you know i just i wasn't looking for a praise i wasn't looking for a thank you i just you look you look thirsty i got you a drink Mm-hmm. but you know it means some it means something on some level because the alternative is she looks thirsty she can get her own you know right. or or kind of a thing or they look they're hungry well screw them i want to get let me myself something to eat you know but you know, you make the right decision even if it's just because you want to do it you know or you know the alternative you know you know that there's an alternative and so doing good does mean something more because there is the other side of the coin Right. And that's that's what stories like this teach you, is that there you you can't have lightness you can't have the light without the dark. There are two sides always at least to every story, or to every thing, and you need to understand both to have a balance or to do the sometimes to understand that what you're doing is the right thing. I think. Anyway, <laughs> I lost my point there at the very end, but <laughs> no, no, it was, it was well said. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's. You know th- this type of stuff that that makes Spider-Man oddly unique. You know, mm-hmm. with, amongst the superheroes, where you can get away with, you know, telling a, a darker story once in a while. You know, not not like a, a yearly thing, which I think sometimes they try and do. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it, it it works because it's it's surprising, it's shocking, but it's not unbelievable. And that's what's really selling the story, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, at its core, it's very simple: who shot Aunt May, right? That's what the story is. And you know, uh, Straczynski added so much emotion and depth to it, and Ron Garney just really painting very believable-looking people. I think that helps too, right? <laughs> you know, like as yeah. opposed to the, if they looked, you know, more like like you said about. Roberto Ramos, who's a fantastic artist, but if they looked all like that, I don't think the story would have the same punch to it. <laughs> yeah, like I said, sometimes sometimes a good story is ruined by bad art. I've had yeah. I've had story I've had stories where I had nothing against the story, but the artwork was so horribly bad. That and going, you know what the story was? The story was a the story was a B, a C plus, B minus. The artwork, you artwork, you know, I gave, I gave the, I gave the story an F, because <laughs> I, I, I was like going, you know, I've, I've thrown up, I've been sick and through and thrown up stuff that looked better than this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like going, like, yeah, it's so if you don't have the right artwork to match the tone of the story, you're distracted. You know, you, you know artwork and writing have to be in harmony for the best impacts to happen yeah especially with the serious stories it, you know 100 percent. and this one you know had to have that impact you know if peter's making these threats and he's even even his internal monologue is he's willing to back up these threats you know yeah. it's you gotta it, the story has to look and feel perfect and that's so it's it's just like almost impossible to do but a story like this hits home mm-hmm. you know and like i said you know i don't like it but i'm with him and then yeah. i really mean that and not just going but also if i can just say the art eh, wasn't great then you know it like then suddenly our listeners are going well then what the hell are they talking about you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's just one of those things you know just Every once in a while, you have to tell a little bit of dark so you can get to, so you can appreciate the light. I mean, yeah. after all, they knew brand, I mean, the writers and the staff and all that knew brand new day was coming, you know, brand new day, sunshine and brightness and good. And so they could tell the darkness beforehand, you know, to get there. And so it just, it all balanced out, you know. So it's just, 
it's definitely not a story I want to read all the time. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Even I mean, I'd, ra- I'd much rather read these fun dark stories like you know happened recently with Sinful Spider-Man because it's just like yeah. you know I'm, I'm I'm reading that I'm reading that story arc recently in ASM going like oh I would love a Spider-Man six one six to face a evil Spider-Man from nine one nine. You know, I would just we have multiple yeah. we have multiple universes. There's gotta be a pure there's gotta be a Spider-Man out there who was the villain, not the hero. And I would just love to see our Spider-Man going up against that guy, you know, going against the goblin Spider-Man, you know, just like the Batman who laughs going up against Batman. Who's gonna win? This is fun. So, yeah, you know, so it's just one yeah. of those things. It it's I mean that I love that idea because it's you just know that Peter would immediately empathize with the guy mm-hmm. and understand why he does exactly what he does, um, which is why a story like this is so. It doesn't, it doesn't apologize for going darker. It doesn't, you know. There's no, and this isn't a knock on the ASM story, which again I, I really love. You know, it's it's not like oh it wasn't me it was Norman Osborn's sins you know. Um, in this case, the emotional reality stayed true, and yeah. it just had to be, you know, it's still a Spider-Man story, so it's a little fantastic, but mostly grounded, and and those uh, emotional beats really hit that much harder in a yeah. story like this. Yeah, he was, he was, he was saying, yes, I understand it wasn't my fault. I hear you saying it wasn't my fault. I agree that it was doing it, but I'm still sorry, and you still, I still need to say it, because I still did it. You yeah. know, I I was being controlled, in a sense, by my darkest desires let loose. Mm-hmm. That I, it was still me, and I still need to apologize for it. So, yeah, he's being true to himself yeah. and apologizing for, you know, snapping just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he had a bad day. <laughs> oh, boy. The Joker can tell you all about those. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, well, sir, uh, Mr. Comics 89, this has been uh, a blast as always. Um if people are out there in the uh, interwebs looking for you, where can they find you? You can find me on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, you know, YouTube, Twitter, because I will always call it Twitter mm-hmm. on Mr. Comics 89. And uh, I'm not doing much right now, except trying to wrap up my uh, season, um, season of my debate show, the knockout, because I want to get it finished before I get into the army. And I only have a limited amount of time to possibly get it done. Mm-hmm. Cause Potentially for the next year, while I do basic training and advances, advanced training and whatever, that I have to step aside, step back from my channel for a little bit. And so I'm getting videos prepared for, to automatically play. And just it's a lot to get done to prepare for a next phase of my life. And one I'm excited and nervous for at the same time. But yeah, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube mostly at Mr. Comics 89. That's where I'm most active. So, all right. Um, and uh, I will say to the listeners, thanks again for tuning in to the Spider Man Book Club. You can find me on Twitter at Spider Man Books or email me Spider Man Book Club at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much for, for joining me again, Mr. Comics. Um, and friends, we're, you know, we usually sign off with Stan Lee's signature, but you know, I think this time we'll go back in black. <laughs> Give a deuce. A deuce. I don't know. That was terrible. Wow. Ex- <laughs> Excelsior. There, that's better. We'll end it there. 